We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash veterans minimum to get extra exclusive content for the show. Next week's episodes, early weekly updates, contest giveaways, and so much more. Big ups to the members of the Patreon, Derek Plates, Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops and Ryan Flying Pissner. I'm working hard for respect in my city. I'm working hard for respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. Homie, go finish your mail. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. The boys here. A double L E N. What's good? Oh, I know. I know you're hyped about this one. The best division. You think so? What What else could compete with it? <clears throat> AFC North, maybe. Maybe the other West Division. It's intriguing. 
there are a lot of question marks depending on how you feel about but it's a, it's a one team race though that's the thing like you can't think of a credible challenger that's the problem in the west you can never count out seattle and arizona's potential is high yo can you believe russell wilson has as many mvp votes in his career as i do <laughs> isn't that crazy yo remember when i put him number three on the list and I got some heat for that. Did you really? Some people are like, yo, Rodgers and Breeze. I'm like, bro. Maybe because of longevity. But give it two, three years, Russ could surpass him. Okay, so I think longevity, It's I'm going to sound a little hypocritical because one of my pro-Eli debates is longevity. Yeah, and, even, right. and even Philip Rivers, too. Mm-hmm. Like I think a big part of your greatness is how long you've been able to do it. But then again, I also think I don't need to see you for 15 years to put you as one of the greats. Right. And I think Russell Wilson is that. I think people still are stuck up on the fact that they play with such a legendary defense and he got to ride that for like Okay, three for years. what, two and a half years? That defense is a long time. So he came into the league, what, 2012? 2012 was his rookie year. And that they, they lost was, that lane in the playoffs. Yeah, which is a crazy game. And then 2013, they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 2014, they go back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I think, all right, three years they were mm-hmm. the number one defense in and football. And 15th, they lost to when Cam was MVP. That Carolina team when they down, went down like twenty eight nothing and then they made that roaring comeback. But I don't know. To me, like twenty sixteen was the start of that defense crumbling because I remember Shanahan's Falcons. I should, it's kind of weird to say that, but look, he was the catalyst of that. That's when I thought things were breaking apart. But I don't know, man. People, you see when analysts they'll give Russ heat. They're like, oh, he doesn't make all throws. He's very inaccurate. Like you notice, Russell Wilson gets a lot of criticism at least three, four years ago. Now I think people. Respect the greatness because Seattle's defense is pretty below average. But I just remember back in the day, people would never give him his due. Doug Baldwin, undrafted free agent. Percy Harvin, very talented. At one point, I was saying he's the best offensive weapon I've ever seen. Somebody signed him, please. He's coming back. He <laughs> his was, fourth comeback. He was injured for the majority of his tenure with Seattle and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, bona fide punt returner slash specialist slash gadget wide receiver didn't really find a role mm-hmm. and now he's one of the best deep threats one of the best combinations between yeah. quarterback and wide receiver will disley was a thing last year well, what do we refer golden tate as i guess like a good yak guy okay f- fair very fair golden yeah. tate yeah. i'll give you golden jermaine tate. curse very mediocre jump ball receiver <laughs> but what i'm getting at is he's he's made a lot of people money a lot of people contracts right. a lot of people stars dude and I think the one thing with Russell Wilson is he's also played behind a really shitty O-line. That's an understatement. Hey, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> and I get that the, he had beast mode coming into the, his career, and he also had the, the Legion. But, man, I think Russell Wilson, he's he might be based off. So one thing that Vegas professional bettors do and one thing that sports books do is they take a look at the value of a player in a very unique way mm-hmm. in relation to what your backup is. And when Tom Brady and Garoppolo were on the same team, Brady was only like a four point value because the drop off from Brady to Garoppolo is like, it's a pretty short margin. Mm-hmm. Whereas the drop off between Rodgers and and uh hold on, hold on, Brett Hunley was go. like a twelve point <laughs> swing. There you're like, all right, that's why Rodgers is the most valuable. Can't stay competitive. Yeah. Who's the backup in Seattle? Geno Smith? No, no, no. No, he's just, in LA. They just brought someone. Seattle now. 
I don't know. They brought someone in. Oh my God, this is gonna upset me. I was gonna say Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> no, no, no. But the the <laughs> drop off. I'll look between, it up. Yeah, look yeah. it up. But what I'm getting at is the drop off between Russell Wilson and the backup is significant. And he is the be-all, end-all of Seattle. And I think he's the only reason why you even consider them a threat to be a playoff team year in, year out. They're the only reason why that team is one of the premier franchises in football since he got there. It is Geno Smith. It is Geno Smith, right? Big drop-off between starter and backup. You would know. So... I just think that Russell Wilson is is still being severely disrespected. Now, I will say this. One big thing that I'm looking at before we get into our whole breakdown of this division is I've told you about the one-score one game handicap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been calm for years. Like, I remember the Lions were, like, one of the main teams. I remember they snuck into the playoffs as a sixth seed. A lot of one-score games they won. Then I think they went 4-12 and 12 the next year. It's it's happened a bunch. Yeah. It's happened a bunch. In, in recent memory, the Chargers in 2018 went seven and one in one score games. Last year, they went four and seven. Right. You're talking about if those games go the other way, they're a playoff team. So it's something that you can't, no matter how good your quarterback is, you can't expect that to be the case. Bad penalty, bad PI call, uh, dropped pass, a fumble. There's a right. lot of variables that go into yeah. these outcomes of games. That you can't bank on Seattle going ten and two in one score games right. like they did last year. You know they did have a lot of high quality wins. Oh, yeah. absolutely! I think they had the best them and the Niners. You can make a strong case for the two best teams in football. Yeah, and I think them two had the best wins. Just like if you look at their regular season wins, mm-hmm. like Seattle beat San Fran. Yeah. You do have to put New Orleans up there though, because New Orleans beat Seattle. It was Bridgewater's first start. In Seattle, like Sean Payton managed the game perfectly. I don't think Bridgewater threw a pass more than 15 yards, but hey, they got the job done. They won convincingly, too. Yeah, they dominated. New, or- New Orleans is year in, year out. It's just when it comes January, close your eyes. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> upset that we didn't get to see the Saints in, in a deep playoff run because, again, I thought that they were the better team. Yo, how do you feel about San Fran? Just do you think... Are you off them because of how they lost the Super Bowl and you know having a lead and then losing it? Are you? Are you? You can't be off them. They're too young. You're right. I take that back. Let me let me rephrase that. Are you? How do you feel about Garoppolo? That's the biggest question. Yeah, especially now that we don't know what Debo Samuel's status is. That's right. He got hurt. Right. He might not be right for a start of season. And they lose Sanders in off in the off season. That was big. Yeah. They draft a, a rookie wide receiver who, you know, let's face it, their history of remember AJ Jenkins, <sighs> Dante Pettis now, Dante Pettis, yeah. man, I was a big, I was holding on to, you know, you know, a you know good five year the, five week run, you know, when you're in the sharpshooting in the middle of the ring and then you start crawling for the right, bottom right. rope, I was reaching, my, I was holding Pettis. on to that Dante Pettis stock for so long. They get a lot of guys that are known for yak. I know with Ayuk. That's what he's most known for. It's not. I don't think it's the best quality for a receiver. I think for a receiver, you want someone that can create separation consistently, or someone that has very good hands. I don't know if I know for Shan's offense, you want guys that are great after catch, but it's not the quality I would look for in a receiver. I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think Shanahan's offenses is oh, that. Yeah. So that's why he looks for those kind of wide receivers. Especially off play action. 
Dude, uh, I mean, you saw it. Taylor Gabriel got paid because mm. of him. Uh, who, Hardy was a guy who would cast like yeah, yeah. two for 80 right, every right. now and then with, with the Falcons. Aldrick Robinson did thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, in the fantasy community, they would call him Lord Aldrick. Lord Aldrick. Oh, man. There was one game when he was on the Vikings or the... He was on the Vikings last year, I believe. That, like, two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, that yeah. like Thursday night football game against the Rams. He scored two touchdowns. Like, oh, oh that's right. It blew up the whole <laughs> Thursday night slate. I was like, oh, my. That's what Shannon does, man. Just off play action. If you get guys in space, they do work afterwards. So I, I can see why they made that pick, but it's just... I think the concern is if George Kittle gets banged up, that, off, that passing attack is pretty limited like we saw that especially that monday night game in seattle where grappa was just he was just praying for kenneth Bourne to make a play and Bourne, i think was responsible for like two to three interceptions is it fair to i feel like garoppolo is very similar to cam newton in the sense where they kind of dropped the ball in a very big spot in the super bowl and then people got soured on them like i think people have that's a stretch. People soured on Cam. He was going off MVP year. But how bad did he play in that Super Bowl against the... He was going against one of the best defenses ever behind sure. a sh- sketchy offensive line. And then Garoppolo last year in the Super Bowl, a lot of misthrows, a lot of like just, you know, that one interception that he had where he right. kind of just like floated it. And then also, I, I want to add this also, staying with the theme of the NFC West, Jared Goff. Dude. Very similar. No that's, one, that's a comparison. Yo, no one. You're right. That is a better comparison. Yeah, a no better. one had more Jared Goff stock than me. I came yeah. out and said after that first year with McVay, I was like, yo, he's a top seven quarterback in the league. And everyone just ripped me. And then he went on. Right. Up until week 13 that year, of course, I was financially invested. Jared Goff was, it was, it was Rivers. Sorry, it was Mahomes, Breeze, Rivers, Goff in the MVP race there. Mm-hmm. The year that they went to the Super Bowl. And... Because he was coming off that Monday night game against Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yo, that's something that I look at. Do you have the balls to go up with a guy that has balls? And, like, when you step off the bus and you just judge a book by its cover and you look at the other quarterback, like, can you look at your guy and be like, yo, you know, he go toe-to-toe with him. That's why I really like Cam. Because Cam, even though he might not be the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the league, he carries himself right. like he is. Jared Goff went toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes. And, and outdueled him with Breeze in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. Superdome outdueled made him. some tough throws. Yeah. So I I was holding on, and you know I think golf. The issue with golf was a lot of players got paid, and their offensive line took a hit. They lost two starters on that offensive line. Gurley wasn't the same, and you invest all that capital on the defense and those big contracts. And then before you know it, dude, you you take away two offensive linemen off any team that is starters, you're gonna you're gonna get hit. Whitworth's almost forty; he was getting up there in age. Yeah, I just think the issue with Goff, he's kind of always been a front runner when he plays from behind. He just starts to struggle. Like he's someone that if you you have to if you need him to drop back 40, 45 times, mistakes will be made. So I think that's comparison. I think the issue with Garoppolo is just the fact that it was pretty clear in that Super Bowl, Shan was coaching as if. He really did not want to put the ball in his hands, especially I remember that end of the first half where they had timeouts and Shannon was very conservative, which you rarely see. And it was just that was a kind of a sign like, OK, they do not trust him. Dude, how many quarterbacks can play down 14? Because you want to name them or <laughs> I'm just asking, like, how many? Because uh, is I, it double digit? I guess maybe it's double digits. No way, dude. I was going to say like five. Really? I think there's five quarterbacks in the NFL that if they're down double digits, you have confidence in them being able to throw from behind. It's Mahomes. 
it's Wentz, it's Watson, it's Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. That the Seattle Twitter, mm-hmm. that's like a hashtag that okay. every Sunday or Monday night football, whenever the Seahawks are down like double digits, right. go to Seahawks Twitter. Like that's let a Russ, hashtag yeah. that has like three. They're, they're one of my favorite Twitters, man. But it's true because you let those guys play from behind. You let them just not think about it. You have to throw. And when a team knows that you need to throw from behind, they prepare for you differently. And I think that those are the kind – there's not many guys. I think those are the guys that can play from behind. I think Big Ben is a guy that can play from behind too. I think consistently. But I still put guys like Stafford. I'll put Matt Ryan there as well as guys that can play from behind. Stafford's a good one. Stafford. Think about all the comebacks he's had, especially in a sketchy situation. I got some Stafford questions for when we do the North. Right. But last thing I want to ask you about the West before we really dive into it in particular. This has been a division that the last couple of years has represented the Super Bowl. And even if you go back to like 2008, this is a, a division that if you look at the landscape of the NFC, dude. Arizona's been to a Super Bowl. The Rams have been to a Super Bowl. The Niners have been to multiple Super Bowls. The Seahawks. Do you feel as if this division still doesn't get the maybe the national spotlight that it deserves? That's a good question. Because they do play a lot of four o'clock games. The thing is, like Seattle was on prime time so many times last year, and you know the Rams is getting their hype. Maybe because look, San Fran they've had double digit losses. Like they've hit some hard times over yeah. the past few years. Hard times, that yeah. Is. And Arizona kind of has been in rebuilding mode for a bit. I know Carson Palmer had that one great year, but. No, I think this division gets recognition. It's just some teams have really struggled, like San Francisco. Like, man, they were a disaster for a couple of years from Chip Kelly and then the first few years with Shannon. And then Arizona, it's been very unstable once Palmer fell off. So, uh, no, I think it gets its due. I, maybe this is me since I covered division. I don't think the NFC South gets its due. I think that's the division that gets very underappreciated. I just shot a video. Oh, I, I erased the notes from, okay. from the whiteboard over there about Cam Newton. And how I mentioned that, like, yo, this is a division in the South. That's really fucking good, dude. Say what you want about Matt Ryan and, you know, people sometimes uh, are on the fence about, not on the fence, but like they either think he's overrated or underrated, whatever. But 10 plus years, he's been the starter in Atlanta. They've won playoff games. They've been to the playoffs. Tampa Bay has been a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the Saints, Hall of Fame head coach, Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame home field advantage yeah. that you're playing there twice a year. Right. And Cam was able to win multiple divisions. You talk about it all the time. I actually shouted you out in the video how the NFC South was created under this current format in 2002 with these four teams. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until Carolina and Cam, did you have a division winner win it back-to-back? And then they were the first ones to do it three-peat. Yeah. So, Took over a decade. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. so that's a very competitive division. Yeah. And, and even, even when Tampa Bay didn't win... Like many games, you know, the Giants beat them in the playoffs. They were a playoff team. There was that weird Josh Freeman year where they won like nine games or ten games. Yeah, when Raheem Morris was this up-and-coming stud. Yeah, yeah. we were playing ICYP football one time, and we had to put a head coach down. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a head coach, so we put Raheem Morris. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Danny told Danny, was like, yeah, Raheem Morris. That was the ba- head coach. Baby face Raheem Morris. Oh, man. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on this week's big UFC fights 
or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your favorite team to come back. Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I do think with this division, though, going back to the NFC West, I'm I'm very fascinated. I have a hot take. I've already made an investment. I'm very, very high on the Cardinals. Every year, there's a team that makes the leap from non-playoff team to playoff team. And I think it's a perfect segue into my biggest addition. It's DeAndre Hopkins. No, there's no debate. It's like, yo, you get the, in my opinion, and you know how I feel about Julio. I love me some Julio. I got to look into the Atlanta Falcons social media team. I don't know if they follow me. Someone follows me from there okay. because they're good people. They uh <laughs> they did uh the the gradient jerseys mm-hmm. and they did Julio. Yeah. And like, okay. I was like, yo, bro, you're dropping yeah. my swag right now. Mount St. Julio. <laughs> They've been doing that since twenty eleven, so I don't know. You got competition. So you know how I feel about Julio, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. And the reason why I think he's the best receiver in the league is because I remember when his quarterback was the macho man Tommy Savage. And, and Brandon Whedon's and Brian Hoyer's of the world. And he was still putting up. You haven't even mentioned Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I haven't mentioned Brock Osweiler. Oh, my God. This is what this dude has been dealing with. You know, and then he gets Watson. He gets a real quarterback. Mm-hmm. He gets a legitimate game changer of a quarterback. And he really takes, I don't want to say the next step because he was already there. But I think people started saying, you know what? That is the best wide receiver in the league. And now you add him. To, I love me some Christian Kirk. I've been a big Christian Kirk guy from the time he was coming out of A&M. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is perfect for what this team has right now. Big slot guy. Yeah, they don't need him to go out and catch 15 passes. Yeah. Like He's he, essentially Anquan Bolton now. Remember Anquan Bolton went to the Ravens? He that's was a like, tremendous comparison. Yeah, like he's that at this point. Like, okay, he's not going to stretch a field, but look, third and six, Fitz is there. And we talked about it all the time, how... One of the 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 really big downsides to the Watson Hopkins breakup was just how special that relationship was on and off the field. And now you give Kyler Murray, who man, that's my dark horse pick to win MVP. This is a good one. And I liked him better when he was fifty to one odds. Now he's like in the twenties. Yeah. A lot of people, some people have been talking them up, but you know, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, you have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Kenyon Drake really changed the dynamic over there. Chase Edmonds is not a bad backup right. running back. Fucking lit the Giants up that game. Lit the Giants. Yeah, he had like four touchdowns. Uh, former uh, Fordham guy, too, mm-hmm. from the Tri-State. Yeah. And I really like I really like what they're doing. Uh, Kingsbury. Very aggressive. That's what people don't talk about enough. Okay, they got the personnel, but they got the coach. I think no team ran more four wide receiver sets in the Cardinals last year. I think it was like 32%, something absurd. So now instead of, say, a guy like Keyshawn Johnson or Andy Isabella, who I do think Andy Isabella has some promise. He could be a deep throw, uh, someone that could. He showed. He showed. He had a a really big. He had like an 80 yard catch for a touchdown. He he showed. But you know what? They, They had a lot of guys on that team, and they couldn't really play everyone right. and especially like i think christian kirk dude 
when Larry Fitzgerald officially retires, mm-hmm. you're going to see that guy break like 1,200 yards because he is the prototypical slot right. wide receiver. And they're going to throw the ball a lot and they'll run oh, a lot yeah, in the huddle. Are. So th- that's why I think Murray's MVP case goes higher just because he's in this offense where it's ultra aggressive and they're going to throw the ball a lot. So uh, I don't think it's a you know, it's a good call. But just putting Hopkins, I just love the, the potential matchup with him and Jalen Ramsey because they went at it. I know people forget Texans-Jaguar games, understandably so, not two highly regarded teams. But those boys went at it. And now you're going to put them in this division, which I would say is getting more publicity. It's exciting. And uh, I just think with the Carlos, obviously Hopkins is the pick. It just I'm interested to see how Kingsbury moves him around because I don't know. I thought in Houston, it's like, okay, he had his role. But it's just like, okay, you had guys like Fuller and Stills. You, you had your clear deep threats. Arizona, they don't really have a deep threat. Like, Isabel is, okay, maybe an option, but you know he's still someone that gets maybe like 30% reps per game. I think Hopkins, I'm just excited to see where he can move. Like, who knows? Maybe he'll take some more slot snaps. Could you imagine Hopkins in the slot? He'd do some serious damage. He's going to have, oh, man, I don't want to sell Fuller short because I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But he barely plays. He misses about four games a year. And I think you're being polite. Okay. Because he, al- <laughs> he also misses like, dude. All per sub games. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, get, he'll leave in the second quarter with a hamstring Yeah, and then shoot. he's out for the, for, for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. catch, 18 yards, gets up, limps off the field. Yeah. But now you got Christian. I, I really like this offense, man. And I think, I think Kyler Murray, he has a lot of Russell Wilson – in him where I think he can navigate through a bad offensive line. Like you don't want it to be completely terrible, right. but I think, you know, he's mobile enough where he can make plays with his feet. He does have a tendency of holding up to the ball very long. And I know it's kind of a thing with young quarterbacks, but Murray took a lot of unnecessary punishment last year. So hopefully, you know, he just learns from it. Cause that's one thing I kind of, when I was watching like that Steelers game in particular, I was just waiting for him to get the ball out. He just he was just taking punishment. And in this division where it's going to be very competitive, like Arizona's a team that's going to have to score, you know, close to 30 points a game. Like this team has high expectations and you expect them to light it up. A lot of good defensive lines in that division too. A lot, a lot of big names <laughs> on the defensive lines also. Right. Last thing on Kyler Murray, second year quarterbacks talk about this all the time. There's another reason why I'm very, very bullish on Kyler Murray. Carson Wentz were year two, basically the MVP of the league before he gets hurt. Pat Mahomes year two, basically the MVP of the league. Uh, well, not basically, one MVP. Diff. Lamar Jackson year two. There's something about the second year quarterback lately that has me overly optimistic for the Cardinals. It's just that division is going to be so competitive. That's why, like, it wouldn't surprise you if they go eight and eight, but it'll be a very nice eight and eight. But yeah, that, I, that's the big worry. Yeah. That's the big worry, and that's why I think. I, I'm upset at from a betting perspective. I don't like his odds. I think his odds should be higher because of how you know they're ten to one to win the division. Wow! And they're plus four fifty to make the playoffs. Okay. So, for you to be an MVP candidate, you have to make the playoffs. So that's why two guys that I'm looking at, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, have the same odds, roughly anywhere from eighteen to twenty to one odds. The thing is, is who do you think is going to be is more likely? Sean Watson's still up there, but I guess that's just more on his ability, right? But do you think Houston's a playoff team just off the top? No, but I also don't think Watson's going to put up like huge numbers given his supporting cast right now. Like, you know, like trying to replace Hopkins. <sighs> Good luck with that. Okay, let's move on over to subtraction. For me, 
I'm going to stay with the theme of wide receiver. We talked about a wide receiver being the addition. I'm going to go with Manny Sanders, bro. I think Manny Sanders leaving the Niners, what he meant to that offense, how that offense elevated. Debo Samuel kind of fall into his natural position. You, you talked about how Shanahan really loves his wide receivers, and he kind of fit that mold. We know about Kittle. And he had that big game against the Saints, which ironically enough now he's on the Saints. But also early on, Garoppolo peppered him with like nine to ten targets, maybe game one or two mm-hmm. when he got there. And I think he meant a lot to Jimmy G. His confidence, I think, it really boosted Jimmy G's confidence when he was just out there because he had like that grizzled vet who we talked about it with Darius Slay. Darius Slay was a guy who was on, was on a team which at best was going to win six to seven games. Denver was kind of, you know, whatever. They weren't making any noise. They were trying to figure out who their quarterback was going to be. They brought in Flacco. They drafted Drew Locke. And then before you know it, this guy gets traded and he re-energizes him. It gives him more like juice to continue to ball out. So for me, man, I think Manny Sanders is a gigantic loss for the Niners, especially now when you look at Samuel's hurt. We don't know exactly, yeah. but he should be back. Sure. But still, I just think Sanders. I know those two games are kind of anomalies, but it's kind of hard to view Sanders as a gigantic loss when you look at the wins against Minnesota and Green Bay in the playoffs, where they essentially ran the ball, what, 70% of the time. I think Sanders got one target combined in both games. Like Sanders is a great player. But I think he is someone just replaceable because of just how Shannon schemes things up. And, you know, they do have some budding talent. Uh, for me, it's Corey Littleton. Uh, the Rams lost a bunch of players. Maybe Dante Fowler could put up there. But I just think Littleton is someone that was really blossoming in 2018. You, you saw him. He was like one of the X factors going to Super Bowl. I remember he was getting a lot more publicity. But I thought last year, even when the Rams are struggling, he's just someone that can make plays in the against the run. Someone that has a lot of range and coverage. And, you know, I know Rams fans were pretty devastated when he was gone because now it's just like, they don't have much at the linebacker core and just he's someone that can make a lot of plays because you, know, you have guys like Aaron Donald eating up space, you know, penetrating. But I don't know, just the Rams, when they made that Jalen Ramsey trade, they pretty much made that decision. Okay, we're going to lose a couple of young players and Littleton's one of them. So they got losing him and Fowler were big. Uh, Clay Matthews as well. I know Clay Matthews is older, but I thought Clay Matthews actually fit in pretty well with the Rams, all things considered. But, you know, I'm going Littleton just purely off talent. Well, he's also, I think, a very important thing to say about Corey Littleton is he's a 2020 NFL linebacker. All three downs mm-hmm. can cover, mm-hmm. which the Giants would have paid just $6 million more to bring him in instead of a linebacker that should have played in the 80s and Blake Martinez. But let's not turn this into a Giants show. Yeah, I agree with you, though. Littleton was – that's probably the guy I would have guessed for you right. when you said that it was a Ram. Because mm-hmm. Fowler, and I know he's on your team now, and you're going to be keeping a close eye on him. I wasn't going girly. No, no, <laughs> no. But, yeah, Littleton for sure, man. Mm-hmm. I, I always like Littleton. I think he, he really balled out in that, like you said, that 2018 year was like his coming out party. Right. Give me your biggest storyline just as a as a whole when you look at this entire NFC West. This is going to be very basic, but I'm just looking forward to seeing can this division just live up to expectations. Like I know I maybe should be looking at a team, but I just – I'm really excited about all 40 teams. All right, maybe a little less so with the Rams, but look, the Rams still have a lot of start talent. I just want to see, will this be a division similar to last year where week 17, we all know who the division winner is. Like, I want to see these teams be close, duking it out. You know, no one having a division record more than like four and two. Like, I want to see teams like really battling it. So uh, I think just storyline seeing, you know, okay, San Francisco getting over to hangover, Seattle, can they still maintain this run where it's just like, all right, Pete Carroll's a great coach, but what is Pete Carroll doing? 
Like, and then will Arizona live up to these high expectations of their offense? And can the Rams, I don't know if stay afloat's the word, but or the term I should say, but will the Rams, because they're pretty much, I want to say irrelevant, but no one's really talking about them right now. And you know, given the star talent they have, it's like they got to at least show something, especially with McVay. McVay was the hottest name two years ago. So you got to think McVay now was has something to prove he's making the adjustments. So I think division, all 40s teams have huge expectations, and I want to see you know, we'll come week 17, will we have two or three teams in the playoffs and duking out for a division? Have you noticed that the quarterback and the head coach in this division all are like, Seattle has the old heads, like the oldest coach, mm-hmm. the oldest quarterback in the division. And you got a lot of young bucks yeah. just coming in. You McVay, got, you, McVay and golf. You got one with a model, one with the craziest house. If you yeah. look at the draft. And, uh, yeah, that porn star house. Yeah. When they showed him at the draft. They're like, what the hell is this right. guy filming? And then the other guy's just this mad scientist in Shanahan. This division, I think my biggest storyline is I want to see which of these quarterbacks is going to be able to sort of hit their ceiling again. Like, I think Russ is the most consistent of the bunch. Kyler Murray, it's it's not fair to, you know, criticize him yet because it was his first year. Rookie of the year also kind of emerged towards the tail end of it, especially when Josh Jacobs kind of kind of stopped feeding him the ball and let him rest up, which was a smart thing to yeah. do, especially a running back. But, you know, there's, there's a common theme where two years ago, everyone's hopping on the Rams, Goff, McVay bandwagon, and then everyone's off it. And then everyone's on Shanahan, Niners, and Jimmy G. I'm not saying everyone's off it. They're still the Vegas favorite Mm. to go back to the Super Bowl. But then you got this little new thing. You got this little new side piece in the mix and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals getting some hype and Kingsbury. But then just hanging over everyone else is the old heads. It's it's a team that's been there for a decade making yeah. noise consistent, yeah. you know? Team you can't blow out. That's yeah. not the thing I said. You cannot put this team away. Dude, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are the only two quarterbacks. I think they've lost one game by more than one possession. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, even you look at that playoff game, like, Green Bay was handing it to him. Like, Green Bay was totally dominating that game. Fourth quarter, one possession. How? Just Russ being Russ, love Cook. There's there's no one I love to bet on more than Watson and Wilson when they're catching points because you just know they're never going to be out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be – they're always going to be in the mix. Dude, one of my favorite regular season football games I've watched in recent memory was the Watson rookie year when the Texans went into Seattle and it was like a shootout. Oh, the guy that won the Millie Maker on DraftKings came in first and second. He built the same exact lineup and interchanged the quarterbacks. Watson rookie year going into Seattle – that's a very telling thing for me. When you go into a hostile environment and you just show your grapefruits and you just show people like, yo, this moment isn't too big for me. And I was so high on Watson coming into the NFL because I'm like, dude, this guy played in the national championship game. He played against Alabama. Alabama has first round pick after first round pick all over the defense. He's playing NFL caliber teams. And the moment wasn't too big for her. So for him to go... Uh, for a four o'clock, mm-hmm. one p.m. Pacific yeah. time Sunday football game in Seattle, that was a layup for him. He's as bout tested as it gets for like a first round rookie. When you think about it, like oh, well, yeah. for quarterbacks that coming into the league, like you want to talk about bout tested. He's been through it all. So, so uh, that's that's my biggest storyline, man. I want I want to see like if it's hard to pinpoint one team because all forties teams are interesting. Yeah. Do you think of all the divisions? 
this is the one division that whoever wins it wouldn't surprise you? Or would you say... I'd be surprised if the Rams won. The Rams won? That's what I would say. They're kind of flawed. Like, you look at the offensive line, defense, it has big names, but there's still some concerns, you know, edge rusher, linebacker especially. So, yeah, I think the Rams would be a little bit surprising. But, look, they still have talent. They still have talent where it's like, okay, they could single-handedly change the game. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey could lock up one side. Cooper Cup's still doing his thing. I think Robert Woods is one of the most underrated players in the league. So they still have plenty of talent. It's just their flaws are pretty clear. So and they're big ones. Who's their running back? Yeah, Cam Akers. They drafted. Oh, you have right. um, still Benny Henderson. Or we no Daryl Henderson. Not Benny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know Malcolm Brown's still flying there. I think McVay learned now. It's just we're just gonna use young running backs. We're not gonna pay a running back ever again after what happened with Gurley. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't. Yeah, so. you definitely shouldn't. Um, okay, let's end with this. Biggest X factor. I know we talked about him a lot, but I gotta. I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Will he take more responsibility? That's the thing. We've kind of seen how he's played. Now I want to see can he take more of the initiative? Because Yoshan, he has that rotation of running backs. You know, there's gonna be a lot of games where they're gonna be playing with the lead, but in those tough games, because now they're gonna be playing first place teams compared to last place last year, which I know is something you always like to highlight. And and it's something with this division that we've seen last year. The Niners were seven to one odds to win the division. Mm-hmm. They were them and the Cardinals were the biggest long shots. It's a division where even the Rams, the year that they won the division, they were like four to one odds. Mm-hmm. It's something, and there's always that's why I think the Cardinals are gaining a lot of momentum because there's always that team that didn't make the playoffs the year before, like I mentioned in the past, and kind of you know sound like a broken record i think the cardinals kind of fit that mold and you're right last year the niners around this time they were kind of the darling pick right like garoppolo's back from the knee injury they got countless i know you picked them i don't recall many people talking about that so i I should give myself more credit you really should not i'm telling you like when it comes to like i don't know nfc last year weren't many darling picks because everyone kind of knew the nfc has this really good division with a bunch of great teams like i don't know if anyone was talking about like one team like all right if you want to talk about like a comeback team maybe it was green bay just right. because of rogers and lafleur but but still like you had rogers there so you yeah. just expect like, there was really the- no darling because nmc is just so many good teams oh you know what i'll give myself yeah dude right? dude no I, I thought people th- i think maybe san fran okay seven eight wins just because i know a lot of people were excited about nick bosa and bringing in d4 mm. they're looking at that d line they're like all right they're gonna cause some damage but there was still some uncertainty offensively. Because, look, I know Garoppolo had that stretch in 2017, but still was, what, five games? Yeah. Like, how much significance? And then coming off that? an ACL. Right. Also. So, so I'm, I, this is my X Factor games against Philly. Uh, I know he's played Green Bay and New Orleans already, but still, those games, like, you're going to be playing first place opponents. You know, obviously, you're going to play this division twice. Uh, you know, all those three teams. There's going to be games where Garoppolo's going to have to take more initiative. He might have to throw 45, 50 times. Can he do it? You know, because you can't just be riding on 25, 30 attempts a game where Shannon, you know, 10 of those might be play action or bootleg, whatever it may be. I want to see, can this guy drop back the pass and lead his team to victory when they need it? You know, besides the Saints game last year, I can't recall a time where Garoppolo really did it. Yeah. It's kind of where Garoppolo and Goff, like their shine moments have come against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, against iconic quarterbacks. And even, I, I would say, golf's shining moment was that Monday Night Football game. True, right? yeah, that as well. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a big win in New Orleans in that NFC title game. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, you're right, actually. Now that I think about it, I, I remember I was kind of one of the very few people that was on San Fran. It was just, it was a question mark, right? You didn't know much about Garoppolo's knee coming back into it. You still just didn't know. You know about the receivers? Because everyone's hypopetus. You know, we talked about that's that. True. But, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I think the biggest X factor, and 
feel free to tell me that I'm crazy because I think Isaiah Simmons is the biggest X factor. Ooh. And the reason why is, first of all, I was so, like, I rarely say this about players because the first the first round is such a crapshoot, right? There's 32 selections. A third of the guys are out of the league or traded by their end of their rookie contract. Yeah. Some of them don't even make it there. A third of the league become pro bowlers, all pros. A uh, third of the round, I should say. And then a third is just kind of your, like, Backups, role Prince players. Prince of Mucamara. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, he's actually panned out to have a decent career. Sure, but he's yeah. been on two teams. Yeah. Three teams, actually. He's with Chicago. Yeah. But it's just like, he's those guys where it's like, you know, he's good. He's fine. He's stable. And I'm like, if the, if this cup is poker chips, I'm all in on Isaiah Simmons. I think he, he can have a similar impact on this Cardinals defense like Darius Leonard did with the Colts. His rookie year came in, the Colts. And sure, they had Andrew Luck, yeah. but that defense became a very big part of their success. And I think that guy is so versatile. Mm-hmm. PFF said he played over 100 snaps at five different positions. They've never had a player do that. And not a hot take because he's the favorite to win rookie of the year. It's him and Chase Young, but he's my pick to win rookie of the year also. Mm-hmm. I think the only way this guy cannot be an all-pro, maybe not year one, but be an all-pro caliber player is if he gets hurt. I just think he's that impactful of a guy. And you throw him with, throw him on a defense that, man, they got some playmakers. Buda Baker. They're kind of like the Rams. They got names, but yeah. they got some flaws. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chan Jones. Patrick Pearson still there. Peterson is still solid. I, I really like this addition of him. So I guess he could be my addition and X-Factor. Mm-hmm. Both of my additions and X factors is on the same team. I'm high on Kyle. Great off season. Yeah. I think they've had a fantastic off season. So I think this is just going to continue. And this is just the introduction of you guys. Just be ready to just hear a lot of Arizona Cardinals love. I think this is a team that can make noise. And I think a big, big part of it is dude, Isaiah Simmons fell to their lap. Like there were some reports saying that when they interviewed him, they didn't even want to spend that much time with him because they were like, oh, you're not going to be here. Right. It's a Deion Sanders story. You ever heard that story with the Giants? No. Oh, my God, dude. It's an iconic story. Okay. Yeah. Deion yeah. Sanders, the year that he gets drafted, okay. walks into a room. It's like a classroom, and the New York Giants are there. And they ask him to take like a... Oh, fuck. I, sh- I should know exactly what it was, but they, they either give him like a survey or mm-hmm. not the Wonder Lake, but they ask him to do something, and halfway through it, he goes, hey, what pick do you guys have? And the Giants are like, eight. Or six. He's like, ah, I'll be gone by then. And he just walked out. <laughs> it's like Isaiah Simmons. He just, Isaiah Simmons, they just didn't expect him to be there. Right. You know, it's the same shit way back in the day, many, many years ago. Leonard Williams. The Jets didn't even interview him. They didn't. Right. Think he was the number one prospect. He was the number one prospect. And they're like, yo, they the, the pick was in real quick. They didn't even do any research. They're right. just like, hey, Leonard, did you talk to the Jets? He's like, no, I didn't. Right. You know, I didn't think that it would be. You there. get that every now and then. You do. Yeah, and yeah. I think Isaiah Simmons just fell to their lap. Mm-hmm. And also, you look at this this division, mobile quarterback in Russell Wilson, best tight end in the game in San Francisco, the way he utilizes the running backs out the backfield, and then the Rams with all this underneath stuff to mm. Cooper and Cup. Mm. A oh, cup and Woods. Uh, cup yeah. and Woods, yeah. Cooper and Cup. And H- H- Higby's came on. At the Higby, yo, yeah. Higby had like four straight 100-yard games. Right. Oh, man. So I'm excited to see Isaiah Simmons on this team. 
there's so many different things with this division. I think every every time these four teams play each other, it's must watch. I hope. I think they got a lot of prime time games, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them more flexed up you know going to november december I'm coming for real taking that food right off of your grill nicky too ill can't let it drop in me spill clogging the lane i'm feeling the strain i'm here for the spot to be filled not to be cocky but all of you watching while i'm in the cup paying property bills This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.